I'm Michael Schaefer Omerman. And I'm Henriette Chakar. Welcome to the 972 Podcast, where we interview activists, politicians, and journalists about issues and stories that other media outlets tend to ignore. On May 15th, the day Israel declared independence, Palestinians mark Nakba Day. Nakba is the Arabic word for catastrophe. It's used to describe the expulsion and departure of 700,000 Palestinians in 1948, and of course, Israel's refusal to let them return. Right. There are millions of Palestinians who still live as refugees. One story that isn't told as much is that of internally displaced Palestinians. The thousands who were expelled from their original homes and then relocated inside what became Israel. Every year, for the past 22 years, 48 Palestinians, which is how many Arab citizens of Israel refer to themselves, march to a different destroyed Palestinian village to mark the Nakba and demand a right of return for refugees. I decided to go to the march this year, called Masirat al-Awda in Arabic. And this episode is going to be a bit different that way. It's a little shorter than usual, and rather than have a conversation with one person, I went out to the field and asked several people what the return march means to them. And where was the march this year? The march was held in the village of Khubbeze, which is about 40 minutes south of Haifa. By the time Khubbeze was depopulated in 1948, there were just under 300 residents. Most of them remained in Israel, but they've never been allowed to go back. So what did you see when you first got to Khubbeze? The first thing I noticed was the many police cars at the entrance. Music was playing as participants arrived, some in private cars, others in organized buses. They were coming from all over Israel, from Nazareth to Beersheba. How many people were there? So, there were fewer people than usual this year, around 5,000. But for thousands of Palestinians, this march is an important commemoration of our painful history. It's a way Palestinians keep the stories of the Nakba alive and pass them on to younger generations. It's also a way to stress that the Palestinian people have not given up on the right for refugees to return to their rightful homes. Layan Yassin from Arabe is only 22, but she said that she's been attending the march for the past seven years. For her, this event is a way of preserving and celebrating Palestinian identity because... We, the country makes it very hard for us, uh, especially since the last uh, lawmaking uh, law of nationality. She's referring, of course, to the recently passed Jewish nation-state law. Basically, a constitutional amendment that declares that Israel is, as the name suggests, the nation-state of the Jewish people and the Jewish people alone. Exactly. It makes me feel proud and it makes me hopeful uh, that our cause is not lost and that there is hope for us um, to be able to have our country or have our right of return. Um, it just always makes me happy to see children of all ages and adults 
uh, and very elderly people come here each year. You know, as tragic as the occasion for this gathering is, the general feeling was that of excitement. It was sort of like a festival. Usually there are food stalls, but this year the march fell on the first week of Ramadan, so there weren't any. There was an ice cream truck. I also spotted a book stall. And in one shaded corner, a woman in a Palestinian thobe, or traditional dress, was reading in Arabic to a group of children. One story was about a boy called Mahmoud who had a way with words. In the end, she reveals that the boy is actually Mahmoud Darwish, Palestine's national poet. Were there many children there? There were people of all ages, really. Another woman I spoke with, Rasmiya Khalayle from Sakhnin, was waiting for her grandchildren to arrive. To her, this event was about educating the next generation and doing something for all the Palestinian refugees who can't return. She said there are hundreds of villages that were displaced, not by choice, but by force, which they, the Israelis, expelled. This is what encourages me to come, she said even if it's only a symbolic gesture for the people who were expelled, who dream to come back to their land. I met an older man, Hnef Zbidat, also from Sakhnin, who was five years old during the Nakba. He said he still remembers how Zionist militias occupied Arab villages at the time, and how his father and uncle would take turns in protecting their <laughs> Another thing both Rasmiya and Hnef talked about, and this is actually something that came up with almost everyone I spoke to, <laughs> is the feeling of how Arab leaders have given up on the Palestinian cause. Huh. And what was the march itself like? The march itself wasn't a long walk in terms of distance. But it was very powerful in terms of the energy and messages coming out. Since the march focuses on the right of return, many of the chants were about that. But they were also about the occupation. They talked about prisoners, about how internally displaced Palestinians should be able to go back to their lands. Israel's siege on Gaza was at the forefront of chants and speeches that day as well. Just days before the march, Israel had killed 25 Palestinians and wounded at least 150 people in Gaza. It was one of the deadliest days since the 2014 war. Marah from Nazareth, who preferred not to share her last name, said this was her first time to attend the march. The assault on Gaza is part of what motivated her to come. Um, I think especially what's going on in Gaza and um, everything that the, the state has been doing to like to legalize more um, inhumane um, and the apartheid, it's, like, it's important for me to participate now more than ever. In general, there was a strong display of Palestinian nationalism. 
People were waving flags, they had kofiyas, the Palestinian scarf, wrapped around them. Many were wearing t-shirts that said 1948 on them, or with Hamdallah, an iconic cartoon of a Palestinian refugee child. This is the Palestinian national anthem, by the way. I imagine that sort of scene, all of the Palestinian national symbols, it could be intimidating for Jewish Israelis. Is it meant to be confrontational? You know, I can see how, given the framing that usually comes out of Israel-Palestine and given the hyper-nationalist political climate we're experiencing, how this might be the interpretation of what was going on. But let's put things in context. Israel has made commemorating the Nakba something scary. It even passed a law to defund institutions that mark it. But the display of flags and other symbols is an affirmation of Palestinian identity in a country that doesn't recognize our collective rights and is constantly working to erase Palestinian history. That said, there were also a small number of Jewish Israelis there. I think that the issue of the refugees has to be addressed. I don't know how or in what way, but it has to be addressed. It has to be addressed with real integrity and a real desire to right wrongs. Judith Keshet, a Jewish activist from Beersheba, said it's important for her to participate in this march as a way to support Palestinians who were exiled and to stand in solidarity with a population that Israel has discriminated against for and years. It's a chance to meet Palestinian Israelis in a way that most Jewish Israelis don't get to do. And I say to them all, don't be scared, come. Nakba Day is marked on May 15th. Is there a reason the march was on May 9th, a week earlier this year? May 9th was the day Israel marked its independence this year, according to the Hebrew calendar. One sentence that I heard from multiple people at the event is that Israel's independence is our Nakba. But several speakers also talked about how the Nakba isn't just something in the past to be remembered. It's an ongoing process. They said it manifests in ongoing policies of discrimination, in the expansion of settlements, evictions of Palestinian families and demolitions of their homes, and the detention of Palestinian children and political leaders. It was actually inspiring to see people turn this event into something that's communal and uplifting. Can you say a little more about that? It was sort of like a collective healing session. There were references to the tragedies that the Palestinian people have and continue to endure. But there was also a lot of hope. And unlike many political actions, which are usually set up to garner as much media attention as possible. It felt like this event was focused on the community itself. For people to say, we're here and we haven't forgotten. And of course, it wouldn't be a Palestinian event if there wasn't Dapke involved. I'm Michael Schaefer Omran. This episode was produced by myself and Henriette Schucker. If you enjoyed this episode, 
make sure to hit subscribe. And if you really want to help, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you want to see what the return march looked like, check out the link we put in the show notes. <laughs>